I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So of course we need to address the elephant in the room that is... The fact that last week I went full evolution, I got to the final stage of my evolution into Simon Miller. I tried it for a week and you know what, it takes a lot of food to sustain that body. So I decided to come back and just be like middle Gareth between having hair and being big, muscly and bald. Start to go somewhere in the middle. I'm back baby, but thank you of course to Simon Miller for filling in last week. It was very nice of him, but we're back. And we got some incredibly big stuff that we just got to talk about. We got number one contender matches. We got Cameron Grimes and LA Knight stuff. And we've got literally every single announcement for In Your House that ever existed. It was just like William Regal went crazy, got a scattergun and started going, you have a match, you have a match, everybody have a match. So I'm not going to waste more time faffing around. It is very hot. I'm going to start sweating in about five seconds. But I'm Gareth. These are this week's NXT Ups and Downs. So, of course, I wasn't here last week. There was a big old NXT Championship match between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. And Karrion Cross absolutely murked him. So, now we need a number one contender coming into NXT TakeOver in your house. So, we had to do a big triple threat thing to decide who was going to be in that match. And straight away, yes, you could argue that it was a little bit weird having Johnny Gargano in the match. he just lost against Bronson Reed. he lost his North American Championship. You had Kyle O'Reilly in there, who's not really caught fire yet as a single star. And Pete Dunne, who just doesn't like anyone but we did have this match this was the opening of nxt and you know what this is very strange but it is going to get my yellow highlighter of the week but at the end of the match is going to get a down so we've got a down with the yellow highlighter of the week i don't think that's ever happened before but i will explain i'm going to get to it so yeah straight away this match just oh it was electric and i really worry about triple threat matches because sometimes they get a bit clunky there's a bit too much going on you never really feel like you can properly pick up momentum with any stars but these three it was just mercurial they were just sliding in and out of moves there was a submission exchange at one point on the ground where somebody had a knee bar in and somebody got a triangle and everything it was just all this but people people doing this and there were more two-for-one specials as vic joseph would call them than a burger king savers menu literally we had a one point Pete Dunn was doing a two for one finger joint manipulation and then I think Kyle O'Reilly did a weird two for one they were just they were just taking each other and doing things to each other that sounds strange but before I could get too wrapped up in all of this madness it happened I want it because just as I was sinking my teeth into this match this big triple threat I had to sink my teeth figuratively into a big old 
waffle chicken sandwich thing. My mind just exploded. Because apparently this really sexy waffle chicken with a really sexy waffle voice is at Carl Jr. Zerby place thing. We do not have them over in the UK, I don't think. But it was waffles, there was chicken, it was all this stuff. It was so sexy. I didn't know why it was sexy. I was getting turned on by a chicken and a waffle. I think I need to lie down. But all I do know is I want it! I want it! And then we got back from the break and Carla Riley was just kicking everyone in the face. But honestly, this match was just, it was chaotic. If you've not watched it, go and watch it. Because it was just, everything leading up to the finish was magnificent. I was getting so excited. I didn't think I was going to be excited when I started watching the match. But I was. They got me on board. They hooked me. And then they injected poison into me. Out of nowhere, Adam Cole just arrived and started waylaying everyone with a steel chair. He got in the ring and he's shining wizard Johnny Gargano in the face. And then he got ejected and the match just got thrown out. So, I'm not going to say there was loads of bill for this, because there was like a week's worth of bill, but it was still very disappointing. I've already given it a down. It's got its down. It's got its thing. But this was just meh. But before we could linger too long on the meh of the whole situation, Ember Moon came out of nowhere. She stormed past William Regal, got into the ring, and she was like, right, Raquel Gonzalez, you battered my friend last week. Get to this ring so I can give you an ass whooping. And Raquel Gonzalez isn't one to turn down a fight, so she came down to the ring. William Regal was like, no, stop it. We're getting too... God, it's crazy. This match is crazy. This night is crazy. And then she got into the ring, got beaten up by Ember Moon, fell back out of the ring. But then Dakota Kai popped up out of nowhere. She attacked Ember Moon, so it was all pretty much a big ruse, really, to make Ember Moon drop a guard feel like she was in the driver's seat but she was not she was in the back seat maybe not even that she was in the boot she just it was all going crazy Cut to backstage, Legado del Fantasma, we're cutting a little promo, and Santos Escobar was saying, oh, you guys supported me when I was a champion, I'm going to support you tonight in your big NXT Tag Team Championship match, and they were like, yeah, cool, we're going we're gonna to seal the deal, we're going to win the belts. LA Knight was then on his way down to the ring, and he was saying, I'm the greatest wrestler alive, I'm going to prove to the Million Dollar Man exactly why I should carry on the Million Dollar Legacy, and, well, he had a go. But before we could even get to that, this just kept happening all night, to be honest, things just kept popping up. Drake Maverick was in the car park, Earlier on in the day, he had like a little thing with Hit Row. They turned up in like a, a limo or a Jeep or something. They started squabbling. But then Killian Dane was like, oh, don't mess with my man. He's, he's my person, friend. Don't get in his face. And they were like, oh, we'll see you soon. So maybe we're going to get a match between them at some point. Maybe even next week. But then LA Knight was taking on Jake Atlas, looking to make a point. He was almost auditioning for the role of million dollar legacy holder. Yeah, we're going to go with that. He went for it. And... The entire thing's sadly going to get it down. I know, I'm sorry. Because, hey, I love Jake Atlas. I think he's great. I think he flips around the ring like an absolute lunatic. He's got that plucky babyface fire. But he's not really got much character progression. They don't really give him much else to do other than be the person who picks up a shock victory every now and again. And surely this should have been a way of building up LA Knight to feel a bit more special and a bit less like a dumbass. But that's precisely what happened because when the million dollar man came down, Ted DiBiase, as you know, he kind of expected him to at this point, he came down, he was like watching on, he was like, oh, see if this guy is the person to carry forward the million dollar legacy. After last week, it seemed like he pretty much was sold on the idea, which was all a bit strange. He did that, but then LA Knight got a bit distracted because everybody gets distracted. And then out of nowhere, Cameron Grimes just arrived on the scene. He was stood next to Ted DiBiase and he was like, oh, I know you made me look like a bit of a fool last week and I kind of turned into a babyface, but I still want to want to be your partner. Still want to be friends with you, which made him look a bit stupid. Everybody just kept looking stupid. And then the icing on top of this stupid ass cake was the fact that LA Knight, he went to the top rope, he went to fling Jake 
take Atlas off it and be like, oh, I'm going to be winning this match and I'll be the million dollar legacy holder. As he went to do that, he got dropped on his nads on the top rope and then Jake Atlas hit his like cartwheel DDT thing, which always looks incredible. I've got to really tip my cap to Jake Atlas because he looked good in this match. But then he got the win, he got the shock win, and then DiBiase was like, oh, you're not very good, you are you, LA Knight? You're a bit crap. And he walked away with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight was like, oh no. And now there, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes are going to have a match and in your house. Great. Okay, cool. Look, I'll be honest, it's better than LA Knight having to deal with a person stretching his jacket and Cameron Grimes being chased around by zombies, but... It just felt a bit muddying the waters here. Just give Cameron Grimes the babyface push to the moon. Let him just go out there and be crazy and cool and just don't make him look whiny and annoying. Ugh. We cut then to backstage and only Lorkin was chasing off a cameraman. He was like, no, I'm really annoyed by this. Pete Dunne would have just won that big old number one contendership match if it wasn't for Adam Cole. And then Austin Theory was like, no, he wouldn't. Johnny would have won. And then they just started fighting. They got separated by loads of officials. It all got a bit crazy. Then we cut again to another shot and Ted DiBiase was talking backstage. He was getting interviewed and he was like, oh, LA Knight looked a bit crap then. But I don't know. Cameron Grimes showed that we need brawn as well as brains. And I was like, how? All he did was stand next to you. He didn't get involved at all. He wasn't physical. Ted, you're making me confused. Oh yeah, and another big announcement. Poppy is going to be returning next week and there's been loads of rumours maybe that she might be actually getting involved in some form of match or something else. Going all bad bunny as they say. She might get involved with that another way or something because there was a little bit of a, a backstage talking thing that seems to suggest that on this show itself. So if that happens, great. If she just turns up and sings a song, that's great too. We love Poppy. She's getting up. Adam Cole then stormed out because that was just the theme of the night. Everyone just kept storming down to the ring being like, I don't care about anybody. I'm just going to budge and badge past everyone. He got into the ring and he was like, I should be the number one contender. But he wasn't even involved in the match. He should have been involved in the number one contender match. But he was like, oh, I wasn't. And you guys have failed to kind of keep my legacy going as I've been away for two months. So I should get a shot at the title. He then proceeded to call Karrion Cross overrated, which seems to be a bit of a theme. I've seen this online, I've seen it on Twitter. I, for one, don't think he's overrated. I think he'd kill anybody who said he was, so I'm not going to say it, because he scares me. And then Karrion Cross arrived on the scene, because you should not call him overrated, because he will, he will kill you. And he got in the face of Adam Cole, and he got really fired up and really angry. It was like he, somebody pressed the nerve. It was like Adam Cole just found his buttons, started pressing them, and you could see the steam coming out, and it just felt like a bad idea, but it was entertaining to watch. And look, this did eventually lead to the moment where it got set up that we're going to have this big fatal five-way at In Your House for the NXT Championship. It's going to be this big thing, which is fine. I'm a bit underwhelmed by it because I just want a bit of direction, a bit of clear direction for this belt. Just have a one-on-one feud with a bit, bit of drama, a bit of suspense and just have it linger. Not just throw every single person that's supposedly a main eventer into the match and just hope something sticks. I feel like that's that's the booking direction here, and I just, I'm not a big fan of it. You may be. Great. This promo, this actual promo between Adam Cole and Karrion Cross, I liked it. That's going to get an up, because that made me kind of want to see that match and see that program. But then after it, everyone just got clumped in together, and that's probably what's going to happen now over the next couple of weeks. Everyone's just going to get clumped together. We're going to have loads of brawls, which if you're into that kind of thing, great. You're going to have loads of fun in the next couple of weeks. But for me, it just felt like messy, and I've said met a lot here, but I'm going to go, okay, but use a different word. Ugh. And I was filled with all of the dread after this as well because we went backstage and Candice the Ray was there talking to, I think it was Mackenzie Mitchell. Yes, she's always the person with the interview. She was there with Indy Hartwell. She had headphones on. And Mackenzie Mitchell was like, oh, are you excited about Karrion Cross taking on your husband and all these other people? And Poppy's coming back. And she was like, shut up about everyone else that isn't us. 
And then as they were trying to get Indy Hartwell in on the conversation, she took her headphones off and she was listening to 80s heartbreaking rock ballads, I think it was. It was, she's really upset, you know, because Dexter Loomis and heartbreak and let's move on. It was then revealed that Kushida's open challenge this week had been answered by none other than Camelo Hayes. And if you've not heard of him before, it's because he's a newbie in NXT and all the rest of it. That's a really big thing. And the actual match itself that we're going to get onto just after this next thing because things kept popping up. It was pretty good. But the next thing that popped up was the fact that Zia Lee had her eyes firmly set on Mercedes Martinez. Because it was revealed in this little, like, dimly lit promo thing that she has not forgotten the fact that Mercedes Martinez embarrassed her and disrespected her at the Mae Young Classic in 2017. That's right, four years ago she was very upset and now she's, she's changed, she's transformed into this badass dragon-killing beast. She wants to get her revenge and she did the black mark thing on Mercedes Martinez last week, so it's looking like she's gonna she's gonna really hurt her at In Your House, take over In Your House, they're gonna have a match, it's gonna be a thing, and it's gonna be a pretty good thing, I'm excited. Oh yeah, and then after this we went backstage, Dexter Loomis found the headphones, put them on, listened to the 80s rock ballads, turned to the camera, had a tear rolling down his face, which was kind of strange, because I was doing the exact same thing. I don't like this. Kushida had already made his way to the ring before both of these things had happened, so he was kind of stood in the ring while all this was going down. He was there for quite some time, then Hayes made his way to the ring, and we finally got underway with a Cruiserweight Championship match, which of course is going to get an up. And it was like Kushida had finally met his match when it came to people who just like springboarding and bouncing off of things because Hayes did this insane springboard cross-body spinning thing. Nobody could call what it actually was on the announce desk because it was just crazy, but it looked effective. And I'll be honest, this won't be remembered as like the defining match in Kushida's title reign by any means, but as a showcase of what he can do against like a high-flying explosive performer, I think he did pretty damn good. It was also a really cool moment when Hayes was just chopping at Kushida's chest and he was like, give me more, give me more. And in my mind, I was thinking, don't give him more. He's had enough. He's going to hurt you very, very badly. And sure enough, Hayes went flying off the top rope at one point and got open palm strikes right in the gut. And that opened the door for a kick to the face and a hoverboard lock. Every time I do that, it makes me feel a bit strange. But he got the win. He got a tap out out of Hayes and then showed him a little bit of respect afterwards. He shook his hand. He like went to the CWC and said, look at this man. He's, he's the future. He claims he's the future. I think he's going to be the future yet, but the future is not now. The future is Kushida time and the future is the future. Time splitter, that's Kushida. What is going on with my brain? Jump backstage and MSK, Kushida's pals, a little segue there. They were talking about the fact they are going to have this big NXT Tag Team Championship match against Legado del Fantasma. And they said, yeah, they may have bested us in that six-man tag match a couple of weeks ago. But that's not going to happen again. We're going to keep hold of the belts. We're going to retain because we are MSK. They do it a little bit better than me. I really enjoyed this next bit, so it was going to get an up, but it was Frankie Monet backstage with a few of her friends. They were, like, fanning her down. She was like, I'm going to read a few of the reviews for my world premiere last week. Obviously, that's her debut, but this is Frankie Monet, so it was a world premiere. And she was like, everybody loved it. It was great. It was so good. And they were like, yeah, you're incredible, Frankie. It made her feel like a star. And plus, she was holding a dog. You cannot complain when somebody holds a little cute doggy. Little doggy. I have problems. A bit of tag team action up for you now, and it's Zayda Amir and Zoe Stark taking on the NXT Tag Team Champions, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. It was a thing, it was a pretty good thing, we're gonna get up. 
And look, the actual match itself, again, it wasn't massive. It wasn't this big, long epic. It was just short and sweet, concise. He had a, a long phase with the way we're just isolating Zeddy Romero, who really plays that underdog babyface role who gets beaten into submission very well. And she obviously did the hot tag later on to Zoe Stark. She started flying around like a lunatic. She did like a flip into an enziguri that the sound it made made my eardrum pop. I can't hear anything out of this side because of you, Zoe Stark, and it's not a problem. I'll be honest, I was a little bit annoyed that on the commentary team, for the most of the match at least, you had Beth Phoenix just talking about the fact she loves Index and they should be a thing. And it was really distracting me away from the really good action that was going on in the ring. But none of that mattered in the end because the way it's a wicked savage, I think that's what they're calling it, where you do the wicked stepsister and then Indy Hartwell does the springboard elbow. They won the match. It was a good showing. More of this for the division. And <laughs> who knows? It might get entertaining. Mercedes Martinez was backstage and she obviously answered back to Zia Lee who was saying like, yeah, I want to beat you up at NXT TakeOver in your house. She was like, all right, cool. I get that you're not the same person that I battered at the Mae Young Classic, but neither am I. I'm also a badass. We'll be badasses together, but this badass is going to kick your bad ass. Yeah. We got another Diamond Mine teaser, and it now looks as though it's going to be like an arena. It's not going to be a person. It said opening soon, which makes me think we might be going towards the, the, the world of maybe a Raw Underground 2.0. And if it's in the hands of NXT, I've got faith, a little bit more faith. I'm optimistic. But I swear to God, if Shane McMahon turns up, Ember Moon backstage, she was talking about how she was just livid. She was absolutely livid at what had happened earlier in the night with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. So she was going to get her revenge on Dakota Kai next week. And then, I think it's a week or a week or two after that, she's going to get more revenge on Raquel Gonzalez because she is coming for the NXT Women's Championship. This makes all the sense in the world. Get this veteran, this veteran performer in Ember Moon who loves high flying and pulling out the Eclipse left, right and centre, getting her in the ring with Raquel Gonzalez. It's a good scalp if she manages to come away with the win, but maybe, maybe this could be the, the battleground where Dakota Kai finally turns on Raquel Gonzalez. That could happen. As you can tell, this, this fills me with joy. There's so much potential for the future going forward. This is how you book a main title. Take note, men. And just like that, we made it to the main event. I know, doesn't time fly? And obviously, it was Legado del Fantasma taking on MSK for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And uh, it's getting up, obviously. What really jarred with me very early on, though, was the fact that Legado del Fantasma were getting cheered like they were the baby faces, and MSK were getting booed. I don't know what the CWC has, like, problem-wise with MSK. I think they're pretty cool but this has happened a couple of times i just don't think they like people that are very talented high flyers good looking okay i'm starting to see the problem and we kick things off with a flip off between wesley and joaquin wilde they were just jumping all over the place like two pieces of flubber and i dug it and in the early stages, Legado were clearly just trying to ground MSK and keep them from going nuts. They try and isolate and split the ring in half, all the old school tag team stuff. But then the grizzled young veterans suddenly arrived. And everyone's like, boo, go away, we don't like you. Then Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher showed up and they beat them up out of the ring. It was just a strange little detour thing that happened on the ramp. And then we got back into the action. But then after Nash Carter had done a little moonsault thing to the outside and Wesley had just fired himself at, I think it was Raul Mendoza, like an absolute bullet, like a missile, we cut to the break and then we came back after the break and it was some more pressure from Legado. But in this pressure came one of my favourite moves of the night. There was a thing where I think it was Joaquin Wilde hurricane ranted Wesley off the top rope and then Ram Mendoza caught him in a powerbomb and it was just, it was, it's, how do people do these things? But just after that near fall, Santos Escobar had to get involved. Obviously he was sat ringside smiling like a proud father all the way through it. Wesley fell down in front of him, he threw him, 
like that. Straight into the steel steps, that happened, they pulled him back into the ring, the Legado did their weird Russian leg sweep enziguri thing, they nearly got the win, nearly got the victory, but then Nash Carter saved the day. And then on top of Nash Carter saving the day, Bronson Reed came and saved the day as well, because he just absolutely cream crackered Santos Escobar straight into the barricade, and I think in the process created a brand new meme. This then obviously opened the door for MSK to hit their flipping netbreaker thing for the victory. It was a hard-earned victory in the end. They're still your NXT Tag Team Champions. We're probably going to get another six-man tag thing with Legado taking on Bronson Reed and MSK, which is fine. I know it's a bit of a, a rehash, like substitute Kushida in for Reed. It's fine. I think that'll work. And then we're going to obviously get Santos Escobar taking on Bronson Reed at some point as well, which, if it's anything anything like the cream cracker thing that we had here, I want more of it. So overall, this week's NXT, I think it was pretty good let's just ignore the men's main event scene right now because it's just that should be the thing that spearheads nxt at this moment in time and it's just not delivering but if we focus on the women's division we focus on the north american championship scene the tag team title scene it's there's some good stuff so it's all gonna get an up it's all good for now let's keep it going hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 